Welcome to the Fod Eater Fod Path. <laughs> what is up, everybody? It is Froth here, Thought Eater Podcast, Thought Eater Blog. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for listening. And we're back with another exciting episode of Sunday Zine Club, a weekly show where we are celebrating the greatest artifact in all of the RPG hobby. No, I'm not talking about the Wand of Orcus. I'm talking, of course, about the RPG zine. And I've got a whew, jam-packed show for you today. We've got continuing coverage of Zine Quest uh, that's been running over on Kickstarter. Uh, the usual grab bag of news and reviews. ton of new releases. A lot of free zines, including the ever-popular free zine of the week. And then I'm really excited to have joining the club this week, extremely talented artist, uh, creator of the Black Pudding Zine, um, the Doom Slakers blog, and also the new Supercala product for Troika. James V. West is going to stop by and talk zines with us. So uh, a ton of stuff, a ton of stuff. In fact, I'm going to be bombarding you, so... Make sure and go over to the Thought Eater blog where I'll have all the links and everything that I discuss. And that is, uh, you can just Google Thought Eater blog or go to froth, S-O-F, frothsoft, dnd.blogspot.com. Before we get into it, I got a call in. Now this one is dealing with the Poodle Fanciers Club. This is a ZineQuest project that I am trying to champion. It is kind of one of the few that is not funded or gotten a lot of momentum behind it. And I can see why. It's an acquired taste. But it, it was it was immediately something I really <laughs> responded to based on the sardonic kind of humor to it. You play board, uh, vindictive housewives, uh, each vying to control a dog show. And uh, to me, it just looks like something I want. Uh, doesn't have a ton of momentum behind it. I'm hoping that changes, but I got a call in from Josh Beckelheimer, a fellow legendary anchorite of JB Publishing, uh, talking about the Poodle Fanciers Club. Let's check that out. Hey, Josh Beckelheimer here. So thanks for uh, plugging that one um, zine quest the, with the Angry Housewives or that, that Poodle one, because I got to tell you, it's, it's a sickness. But me and my wife, we watch those stupid freaking Real Housewives of Hollywood show, uh, Vanderpump Rules. It's just something that I can watch. It doesn't require my brain one bit. So I can watch it, make fun of it, um, and just create, draw, whatever. And it doesn't occupy my mind. And I sent that to my wife, and she's all about it. Though sadly, it doesn't look like it's doing well. I, I hope it gets funded, cause I put in for a print, and I would love to have that stupid little game, cause I know my wife would play, and probably even like people in my family, cause I mean if I can be a catty little housewife, it's got to be great. Josh Beckelheimer, there. Thanks again for the call, and yeah, I, I don't, I don't get, I don't get why this one. Maybe they're not doing much promotion at all about it or whatever, you know. Maybe they just, you know, put it out there and did not, uh, I, I don't know. It seems given the amazing success of all these Kickstarter projects, which I'm going to get into the real numbers uh, thanks to Pandatheist here here in a minute. Um, I, I, don't, I don't get why it isn't clicking. 
to me, it's the one that I want to fund the most. You know, it's the one I am the most excited about. And, uh, it's perhaps should be no surprise to me that that's the one that, uh, is kind of, uh, uh, you know, not getting any attention or, or not, uh, not getting any money behind it. But I, you know, I'm, I've been trying to tell people, you know, there are going to be a lot of zines that fit exactly what you like. And that's awesome. But even if it's not the Poodle Fanciers Club, take a chance on something. Buy something strange, something weird. I mean, it's a zine. It, it, it needs to be uh, some kind of... Part of the magic is some unique um, thing you never would have seen it otherwise unless it was a zine. So so it, even if it's not the Poodle Fanciers Club, buy something weird. Come on. All right, so let's get into the zine quest stuff. You know, it's still running through the month of February. It, uh, it's been astonishing, really. I, I, could, I knew it was going to be cool, but I, even I in my wildest dreams couldn't anticipate uh just the the amount of of cool zines i mean uh, and and there's no better place uh to be following along with this uh even the kickstarter site itself is not as good as the bone box chant pandatheus blog pandatheus has done an amazing job with this post they're constantly updating called the zine quest master list and this is Gathering not only all the zines along with the, the, a price breakdown, the end date, and uh, how close they're getting to the, their funding goals, but it's also got uh, top 10 zines by backer count, by funding. Uh, this artifact zine had over 2,500 backers and raised almost 40 grand. Incredible. But there have been 229 zines. Think about that. It's amazing. And 190 of them have funded, so well over 80% of the projects have funded, which I just think is so awesome uh, for the creators. And there's been almost 600 grand as of this recording spent on zines. So a lot of money, a lot of response, and just a lot of cool stuff. I mean, it doesn't get any much better than this. It's great. So if you want to see all the breakdown um, of all this stuff, uh, the place to be is the boneboxchant.wordpress.com. I'm going to show you some other places to be, but th this one really, Pandatheist really breaks everything down so that you can clearly understand it and see a lot of the data from this. And uh, uh, wow, I mean, well over half a million spent on zines. So I'd say there's a market for it. So check that out, boneboxchant.wordpress.com. I've also got um, some recommendations and stuff from some other sites, including Cannibal Halfling Gaming. They're doing a Kickstarter Wonk Redux, ZineQuest Wonk post. Uh, it's Aaron Marks over there, breaking down some of the, the zines they're looking at. You should check that out, along with Dungeons and Possums over at dungeonspossums.blogspot.com. They've been doing a great job, particularly following along with more kind of OSR-ish, old-school type zines. So they've got their week three... Uh, roundup going on over there. That's at dungeonspossums.blogspot.com. And over at Cog5 Games, cog5games.com, uh, they've got some of their picks, stuff that they backed. And so th these are all good sites for kind of roundups and suggestions. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, over at Sorcerer Under Mountain, sorcererundermountain.d101games.com, they're announcing the, the, um, the the uh, release, not not so much release uh, that up on Kickstarter now is Sky Raiders of the Floating Realms, um, and this one looks cool. 
fantasy, a whole D one hundred fantasy adventure role playing game, Sky Raiders of the Floating Realms. So you can check that out. That is up now. Uh, Hero Press, Tim Knight over at HeroPress2.blogspot.com has some more picks. They're talking about Gourmet Street, uh, a fantasy street food adventuring zine. I uh, mentioned that before and some other stuff, so you can check that out. Uh, What else? Bernie the Flump, an RPG blog by Josh Burnett, BernieTheFlump.blogspot.com. It's got a post up about supporting their friend zines. They're talking about... Uh, some cool looking stuff, uh, Tales from the Lusty Minotaur and the Akashic Titan DCC zine. So I got that up for you. And then Daniel Perez, you know, I mentioned this one, the Iune Codex, Zine of Wondrous Power. It's funded. It's already hit uh, a couple of stretch goals. And Daniel sent me a couple of the, the, the first two zines of Wondrous Power. I took a look at them and I, I imagine they were something in line with the Iune Codex. You know, which is focused on you know specific magic items, um, but I was kind of I have to say pleasantly surprised. Not that that would have been a bad idea, but they weren't what I expected. Uh, the Zine of Wondrous Power One was kind of a, a, a collection of essays and and prompted posts they did for a, like a month long challenge. There was all kind of essays and, and meditations on RPGs, and the second one was kind of more essays with also a um, an adventure site and some gaming stuff and. And I thought they were quite interesting. And the thing I liked about them is they, they really showed what I liked uh, what I liked the most about zines. They're really um, kind of uncompromising and, and personal. And so I, I thought these were uh, were really neat. And so the, the Iune Codex actually probably uh, is the outlier rather than, um, you know, representative of what the first two zines of Wonders Power were. But uh, but they were cool. Like I say, very personal, uh, a very personal vision on them, and that's something I really enjoy about zines and blogs. So anyway, I've got links up to those. You can check out now if you want to check out these first two zines of Wonders Power from Daniel M. Perez, um, and uh, check out the Iune Codex that's up now on Kickstarter. Uh, as of this recording, just five days to go, and funded with a couple stretch goals. Uh, over at TabletopGamingNews.com, they're talking about this Gaslight Club RPG zine that I've mentioned a few times. Kind of a Westworld-inspired thing in the 1920s. An interesting idea. It's the Gaslight Club. They're talking about that. <clears throat> Legendary Inkwright Goblin's Henchman. Goblin'sHenchman.wordpress.com. Face Folio for Zine Quest 2 is live. And I know this thing funded in just a few hours. 100 fantasy portraits for tabletop role-playing games. So their face folio for Zine Quest 2, doing quite well. Uh, check that out. It's up now, and uh, the artwork really, looks really nice. So check that out. Uh, you can always, uh, you know, no matter how, what it is, how descriptive you are as, as a GM, having some, uh, some photos, some images for NPCs is always helpful. So check that out, the face folio. That's at goblinshenchman.wordpress.com. This is a good-looking zine. Uh, Superhero Necromancer is talking about this. They put up uh, for Zine Quest a visitor's guide to the rainy city. And so you can check this out. Superhero Necromancer.blogspot.com. Got information about that. And then friend of the program, uh, club member Nate Tremay over at NateTremay.com from the Highland Paranormal Society. They've launched Cosmic Objects and Entities. And I back this thing, uh, you know, reflexively. I love Nate's art. 
and uh, this one's funded, you know, quite easily. But check it out. The, the artwork in a way reminds me kind of of uh, like Beatles' Yellow Submarine, and I love that artwork. So, so anyway, just some uh, various Zine Quest stuff to check out. Now let's get into what I, how I'm doing with my uh, the, the restrictions I placed on myself. Am I over? Am I under? Where's Froth at? I've actually, I'm actually kind of proud of myself. I've done a pretty good job uh, with re with restraint and everything. I'm at. Uh, see uh 14 zines backed and i think last time i looked at it, it was like 165 bucks or something and my goal was like 15 backed for 150 but zines are a little bit more expensive you know it was just a short time ago five bucks shipped was uh kind of the, the average price it seemed like but i don't you know i want people to make money and you're talking about shipping increases and, and everything else and a lot of these are, are, are different projects you know i've talked about like the company where it's two zines and things like that so so anyway um uh the only thing i back since last week right now is nate tremay's cosmic objects and entities but looking at the poodle fanciers club you know the one I, my, i'm trying to champion it's still at 25 percent funded so that one might not make it so i am still watching uh, a few right now um and i think at least one or two of these i'll probably go ahead and back you know and 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 so if the poodle fanciers club doesn't make it back another couple i might be like 20 bucks over my goal but um i won't have really hurt myself so one i'm looking at invoculatus invo no invocultus sorry conduits of the void from Sal, a sci-fi horror card game zine about deep space cultists attempting to awaken ancient eldritch gods. So this one looks cool. You use a regular deck of cards, and the artwork looks amazing, and it's got this whole you know space cultist theme to it. So how could I not at least follow along with that one? It's uh, over 200% funded. So, And then one that I really like the look of uh, that has not yet funded, but this is one that I think I'm going to sub in. For the Poodle Fanciers Club, uh, or you know, just put it on top of it, uh, the Draculola role-playing game from Chris Sims, and this is one that's kind of based on, on an idea from their daughter about like uh, uh, like a young child vampire and stuff. Draculola, a little vampire girl, and your friend wants to make her home, the creepy realm of Zitterstein, a better place. You can help. And so I love the idea of a kid working on this. The artwork looks fantastic, and it looks like a game I can maybe, you know, or a product I can uh, play around with with my daughter. Uh, Draculola, the Draculola role-playing game, uh, looks good. Then there's another uh, Mothership module, the Black Pyramid, and uh, this one looks looks really cool. I, I, I'm always tempted by Mothership stuff, so, um, but I think. I think my, I might jump in on this one, um, but anyway, I'm following it. So if you haven't seen the Black Pyramid from Mothership from Josh Dixon, uh, I've got a link up to that. And then this one looks interesting. This one needs some love, too, uh, In the Light of a Setting Sun. And this is kind of a take on Nate Tremay's In the Light of a Ghost Star, uh, but a Western, a Western style. Rule, rules for Western play on the open range, In the Light of a Setting Sun, from Savad Natanaj. Probably not pronouncing that right. Did my best, but uh, anyway, this one looks cool. And if you're if you enjoy in the light of a ghost star, in the light of a setting sun, could be a cool kind of western take on that. 
So anyway, stuff still keeps coming out. I, I, I haven't even looked at the, the new ones over the past day or so, so I'm sure there's some more stuff. But but uh, that's what I backed. You know, I've got a full list of what I backed as well as what I'm watching up on the blog. Check that out. Um, and uh, like I say, I right now, I'm sitting pretty. I'm, I'm kind of where I wanted to be. But um, uh, if, I, if it, this only comes once a year and there's so many awesome things, I don't want to be too restrictive. And that, you know, if I, So if I see a couple things like this Draculola that I really want to have, I'm going to treat myself. All right, so what do I have in the grab bag for you? Well, uh, just like last week over at Matt Jackson's blog, msjx.com, uh, Matt, uh, sorry, msjx.org. And remember, I've got all these links up over at the thought of your blog, but Matt Jackson's blog, msjx.org. They put up another free zine for you, Lapsus Columni. And so this zine uh, was like, it's like from 10 years ago, a small zine covering the wanderings of my mind. Anyway, they got this up for a free download. So be sure and check this out. Uh, free zine over at msjx.org, Lapsus Columni. Uh, then Justin Ryan Isaac over at the Punverse blog, punverse.blogspot.com is doing a review of the Hobbs and Friends of the OSR zine number three for DCC. So if you want to see what that's all about, you can check that out over at the Punverse blog. Uh, over at the Power Score blog, power, uh, the campaign20xx.blogspot.com, they've done a string of reviews on, of the online uh, Dragon Plus issues 27 through 29. And uh, I've mentioned before that um, these are getting a little bit better as far as there's a lot of downloadable content, um, oftentimes stuff from old Dragon magazines and cool articles you may have forgotten and everything. So uh, whether you're under five years or not, these might be worth a look if you want to see what they're all about. Uh, the uh, 27, 28, and 29 are getting reviewed over at the PowerScore blog. And then finally, I thought this was cool, not specifically gaming related, but I think appealing to to many gamers, especially of a certain age, at the World of Monsters blog, monstermagazineworld.blogspot.com. They're doing a, a retrospective post on Famous Monsters of Filmland, Famous Monster Magazine, and they're looking at, at, at back at issue one. And they've got a lot of high-quality scans and everything, so you can take a look at at this uh, this old Monster Magazine. And I was such a, just a, had such a, passion for universal monsters when i was little like um my favorite action figures and everything were, were universal monsters so <clears throat> this stuff is right up my alley anyway you want to check this out i've got a uh, link up for you over at monstermagazineworld.blogspot.com a few new releases that i wanted to mention that aren't specific to uh, zine quest dr jonathan newell uh, amazingly talented um uh, creator over at bearded-devil.com. I feature their stuff often on the Hump Day Bloggerama show. Uh, they've got a product out through Lost Pages, through uh, Paolo Greco's Lost Pages, um, Genial Jack. And while it's not specifically a zine, it is a zine-like. And the PDF has been out for a while, but you, you previously had to order print through Lost Pages, which, if you're in the States, made the uh, shipping pretty prohibitive. Uh, now, uh, the good folks over at Exalted Funeral are carrying it. And so, uh, anyway, they, they mentioned they're hard at work on Volume 2. I ordered the print from Exalted Funeral. I was happy, you know, happy to do that. So, if you, you weren't aware that it's a available, um, uh, uh, more affordable now. Anyway, uh, you know, depending on where you are, now you have options. You can go through Lost Pages 
um, or go through uh, uh, Exalted Funeral. Come on, brain. You can do it. All right, so I did mention 28, the uh, weird esoteric wargaming zine last week, how I thought Volume 2 was about to drop, and it has. So 28-mag.com, if you're into wargaming, this 28 zine, well, wow, it's wild. So anyway, I've got the link up. You can check that out, download that for free. Over at Wargaming Miscellany, uh, they're doing a review of Soldiers of the Queen, issue 176, kind of a wargaming-related zine. Uh, the Quarterly Journal of the Victorian Military Society. So if you're into war games, want to take a look at Soldiers of the Queen 176, I've got that link, wargamingmiscellany.blogspot.com for you. The Bare Bones Easing. Check this out. Uh, unearthing vintage, forgotten, and overlooked horror, mystery, sci-fi, western, weird film, paperbacks, comics, pulp fiction, and video. Very, very cool. So the, new, uh, the Bare Bones number one is now shipping. And, uh, anyway, this looks cool. I thought it, it's, again, it's not specific to gaming, but I thought it would be up a lot of people's alleys. So if you want to check this out, they're talking about, um, the filmed adaptations of the Martian Chronicles, uh, 70s martial arts spaghetti western mashups, a survey of hard-boiled and noir anthologies, um, an interview interview with a George Romero historian, a bunch of cool stuff. It's right up my alley. So anyway, thought I'd share this with you. It's uh, barebonesez.blogspot.com with a barebonesezine number one now shipping. And then a couple of links to new uh, zine releases on drive through. All you got to do is just click the image. One is the Silver Swords volume one number two, the Silver Swords zine. Um, let's see, this is from Stronghold Press Games, and, uh, two new settings, world building advice, a new shaman class, low level dungeon, and that sort of thing, so anyway, Silver Swords Zine, looks pretty good, that's over at drivethrough.rpg, or, sorry, drivethroughrpg.com, and anyway, I've, you just click the image, it'll take you over there, and similarly, uh, Tales from the Smoking Worm, issue number one from Blind Visionary Publications. This is for DCC. It looks really good. Um, I forget the dang name of the, uh, the illustration. What's the name that they give the guy? I should know this from 1E. Uh, the Emmerichal, the Chaotic, where it's like a street scene. Dude coming through on the horse attacking people it's like a take on that the cover for this the tales from the smoking worm so it's like a, a spin on the uh that emmerichal street scene uh but it's got cthulhu in the background <laughs> and so uh, the artwork looks incredible um and uh so anyway uh again that's one that you could just click on and it'll take you over to check it out so some cool new releases this week all right so i am absolutely thrilled to welcome to the show today the creator of the Doom Slakers blog, the Black Pudding Zine, uh, the new Supercala supplement for Troika, mm -hmm. talented artist, James V. West. Welcome to the club. Thanks. I appreciate it. Glad yeah, to be here. Well, well, I'm thrilled to have you because I am such a fan of your art. Uh, so distinctive and, um, you know, so many artists, not to be insulting, I mean, I... I, I, 
I'm challenged by stick figures, but, but so many times, <laughs> you know, artists, you can't necessarily tell them apart, but your stuff is so distinctive and so, uh, you know, unmistakably you that I, I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you about it. Um, so thanks again for coming on something I've, yeah. I've, I've started with, uh, kind of asking everybody that's come on the program so far is kind of their zine origin story. And I'm wondering if you remember the first zines you saw, if they were gaming related or something or something mm -hmm. else. Yeah. The first zines I saw 1987, somewhere around there. Uh, I was in high school. Uh, so I don't know if you're familiar with APAs. Um, I don't think so. Okay. So back, back in the day, <laughs> people would join these uh, clubs called APAs and you would produce a page or two or whatever. And you would photocopy one copy per person in the club and mail it to the collator. And that person would basically staple everything together and then mail those zines out to everybody. So wow. uh, I saw those early on. They were pretty cool. I mean, you've got APAs that have like work from Frank Miller and people like that in them from back when they were young. So that was a big deal back then. Uh, that's probably the first zine type thing that I ever saw. Um, and then some friends and, and myself got together and created uh, Fastlane Comics number one in 1987. So that's when we got started. Wow, that's awesome. Going way back, uh, getting started with the comics. And uh, mm -hmm. well, um, as I've mentioned, you have such a distinctive art style and, and it's no surprise that you've been doing it for that long because, uh, you know, the skill really shows. And, you know, I had Ray Otis on here and we were both, you know, he was talking about how much he appreciates your art as well. I'm curious about the influences because, you know, I get, uh, um, it's more of a comic style than trying to go for some kind of, you know, epic fantasy realism, but I, I'm getting, you know, Mad Magazine yeah. vibes and maybe a little, you know, Ralph Bakshi <laughs> and stuff like that. Who who do you kind of feel like mainly influenced your your style? Mm. Well, going back to, you know, teenage years, it would have been you know, anything in Savage Sword of Conan. So Ernie Chan and Gary Quapas, I think is his last name. Uh, Tony Sammons and guys like that. Um, Michael Golden did, did a lot of the covers. Uh, Frank Frazetta was a big influence, a huge influence from uh, the first time I saw one of his collections, probably 1985 or something like that, when I discovered D&D &D and all that stuff. Uh, and a bit later would have been Vaughn Bodie. Um, prior to that, Michael Plug, you know, who I think did work for Wizards, the movie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, all of those guys. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely see a little Frazetta and that and the Conan stuff come through. You know, uh, so much of the stuff is these classic tropes that, you know, and I'll talk a little. We can talk a little bit about it. They're maybe, you know, passe or frowned upon a little bit, like the chain. You know, the beloved chainmail bikini and stuff like that that, that <laughs> comes up in your work. So uh, I can sure. definitely see that. But that that is cool. Cool, and you know. Um, I first became your work, uh, aware of your work on Google Plus and, you know, because you would post these just amazing character sheets um, that you've done, uh, that there's some collections of them. I'm going to have links up to where folks can check them out and an image of, of one you did with the iconic uh, demon statue 
uh, from fir mm -hmm. uh, first edition covers, as well as right. these awesome uh, one-page classes with artwork mixed in and a full class just on the one page. Um, what was the first kind of RPG-specific stuff you did? Was there stuff before that that I had missed? Or? <clears throat> uh, probably, let's see, going back again to high school days when I was playing D&D, I actually created an RPG before I ever owned one or ran one because I was so desperate to get into it. You know, I, this kid at school had, had ran a dungeon and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I sat down and played and it was awesome. So I went home and drew a map and it, I put little numbers beside different places on the map and put, you know, Oh, there's going to be an ogre here and there's going to be a, a wizard here and, Put it. I put numbers on it and wrote numbers on pieces of paper. Ripped it up. Put it in a bowl, right? And then and then had little cousins come over and we played. And they would pull the paper out to see what number they got, to see if it was higher than the number on the map. So that's how I got started into all that job. That uh, is one but, of the coolest things I've ever heard. <laughs> that is awesome. I wish I, I wish I still had those. They're they're long gone. They're absolutely destroyed by now. But I made about three of those. And then my uncle bought me the red box D and D and that's, that's all she wrote after that. Well, that is how, you know, you're hooked from the get go. When you go home and you make up your own game, you thought it was so cool. <laughs> that is so awesome. <laughs> oh yeah. It was fun. Super fun. Uh, well, but yeah, no, later on, I, I actually did some work on, I don't know if you remember the forge in drpgs.com, but uh, probably around 2000, 2001, I was active there and, published a few games and then i kind of dropped out of the gaming scene for a few years was trying to do comics and things like that uh, and then popped back in around 2011 2012 i think it was dcc rpg when that was published that i saw that and i was like oh man this is awesome they're ready and, for you you knew they <laughs> knew they were ready for you <laughs> right oh yeah 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 definitely <laughs> well um I wanted to talk a little bit, you know, I was looking at a recent um, blog post you had put up, uh, what happened to androids and orgies, and it's kind of looking fondly <laughs> back on kind of the, you know, the old days, uh, kind of not only the gonzo, but uh, but the less uh, kind of puritanical um, tone of, of some of the early D&D, &D. and, you know, you talk a little bit about how um, sterilized uh, second edition was and everything else, and Mm -hmm. You know, I, I mentioned it on my own podcast, how a lot of the stuff that I grew up with that I enjoyed, I just don't think it could kind of come out today or wouldn't be as successful today. And there's this kind of just underpinning of, I don't have a better word for it than, than Puritanism kind of creeping back into things. Uh, it's not like your work is in any way pornographic. I, I barely say it's even, you know, risque. It's a little maybe saucy, mm -hmm. a little... Uh, you know, Randy or what you know, um, and, and in the your blog post about this, you mentioned maybe sometimes feeling like there's going to anticipating a pushback or or, or something mm -hmm. like that. Can, do you want to speak to that at all? Um, that sure. How that you know that is kind of you know that that tension between trying to be you know commercial and 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 also be yourself, and then just how people can overreact to something as simple as a chainmail bikini. Right, right. Oh gosh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, there's a story. I was at a at a uh, comic convention 
years ago. I don't go to many conventions, by the way. Just just a handful ever. They're great, but I just can't get to them. But anyway, I was at this comic book convention years ago, and I had these, I had drawn these um, chainmail chick kind of pictures, and I was just loving it, you know. And I made these little magnets, and I was handing them out, and there was uh, there was one person who didn't want the magnet and asked me if I had something less busty. And I just hadn't thought of it. You know, it just does the first time it occurred to me that, you know, this might not be something that everybody wants to see. And it, it really threw me for a loop. You know, I didn't, I wasn't offended or anything. I just, it made me think. So, you know, I think it's important to recognize that, you know, what you're putting out there and, and who your audience is. But, you know, yeah. It's it's difficult. It is a fine line to walk because you don't want to be you don't want to be um, exploitive, uh, but you want to be genuine. You know, you want to do the thing you want to do. And I think your audience, uh, you know, you put yourself out there, your audience will come to you. Um, you just have to be careful. You know, don't be a dick. <laughs> Basically, that's a good rule. Oh, that's well said. And and something you say in the article that that I really appreciated that kind of says it all is you know you're making reference to the old uh, you know the infamous harlot table in the old DMG, and and you <laughs> mentioned let me be clear about something I would not want a harlot table in my new DMG unless it was utterly gender neutral or wildly gender diverse men are harlots too you dub so you know that's the kind of thing we we, we can all wear chainmail bikinis right <laughs> yes well there's a reason there's a reason why i paired the chainmail chick and the sanui barbarian side by side in the first issue of black foot like it you know i wanted to do that i didn't do it just to balance it out I, but i did the chainmail chick class and i was like you know maybe i do need to balance this out so i started doing this barbarian page i was like oh this guy's badass that's the reason I drew it that way and put it there. It was like, hey, look, you know, I'm not trying to be uh, a chauvinist here. It's, right. it's fun, you know, it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. Like and that's 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 what I'm that's what I'm getting at. That that kind of fun, that ability to have a little sexy fun with things or, or with art. Yeah. Uh, it, it's for some reason it, it gets attacked and um, and it, it is you know when you can see where, where the heart is behind it that that makes all the difference and you know there's something for every one of those early conan uh comics you know i think everybody oh, can God. or for zeta's art <laughs> for that matter so yeah 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 and it's not for everyone I, I get that you know it doesn't have to be you know you don't have to nobody has to like what i do but there it is you know if you like it thank you absolutely and i want to talk about some of the stuff you've got going on because as i was looking at uh you know, all the black puddings are such great zines and everybody listening, y'all should check these out. No matter which old school flavor of D&D you're playing, uh, great classes and, and character sheets mixed in and, and really great ideas. And uh, so Black Pudding 6 just came out uh, just here recently and mm -hmm. looks great. Um, you, you know, you, you took one of uh, Evelyn Moreau's awesome maps and, and oh, keyed yeah. that. I love the job you did on that. Folks should check that out because you... You pulled elements of her map out and kind of highlighted them and keyed them. I, I thought you did a fantastic job with that. Yeah, that map was great. Thank, thank you, by the way. Uh, it's similar to what I had in, I think it was issue two of Black Pudding. I had a Carl, I think it's Sternberg. Yes, well, I'm that's how sure. I try to, that's how I would pronounce it. <laughs> I might be yeah. wrong, but. Right, He's he's he has awesome stuff. No, too. absolutely. And, uh, I took one of his maps and did 
pretty much the same kind of thing. And it is so much fun to do that. Like to be given uh, something beautiful like that and full of potential. Cause that's what RPGs are potential. It's like, what if, you know? So here's this map and it's not labeled and it doesn't have a name necessarily, but it's just full of, Hey, what if, and then you just riff for seven or eight pages, try to squeeze it down into this little zine. So it's, so it's bite-sized. And it's just the most awesome fun. It's like it's like exploring the map. It's like I'm playing the game when I make those those little dungeons. Uh, it's one of my favorite things. Well, it, it comes across in it because there, there is a real joy to black pudding. It, it's a tangible, you know, you can feel the joy and the, the you know that you're enjoying what you do, kind of emanating it from emanating from it. And something I noticed that I wasn't aware of, but then I saw dice and logos, I believe. Um, tweet out about mm -hmm. it you've got another new supplement for troika that i know a lot mm -hmm. of uh, folks that listen to the show are into and really enjoying you want to tell me what super call is all about <laughs> yeah <laughs> if uh, you yeah. can um, <laughs> you don't have to limit yeah. <laughs> yourself to five seconds because it looks like a lot <laughs> it's, it's basically uh smoky and the bandit meets route 66 in space it's pretty much the the gist of it yeah it's a lot of motorcycles and mac trucks and roadside stops uh the, the the basic idea was hey what if you had this broken down stretch of highway that no one drives anymore because there's a nice shiny new one it still has people on it you know so but it's in space so so how might that work <laughs> so i just oh, started that is, uh, uh, quite a hook that's awesome yeah i just started hammering out these backgrounds because I super, was super inspired by Troika and how that you could have these 36 backgrounds and you've got a world from those. You just have a, an entire massive with potential setting. So that's, of course, that's the first thing I did was I'm going to write all these backgrounds. And through writing the backgrounds, uh, it kind of shaped into what it was. Uh, we did a playtest. Well, I call it a playtest. We really just played it. It was already published by the time we finished playing. Uh, just wrapped up last week, <clears throat> and it was just so much fun. Well, it, great game. It, it, it looks great, and uh, I want to make sure people know about it. I'm going to have images up, and, you know, it, again, there'll be links up for people to check this out. And uh, so that just, uh, you know, the hook sounds awesome. So <laughs> I love that idea. So, um, well, I, I want to like it. I'll, if people like it, I'll do a, I was going to do a follow-up. But, you know, if I get enough requests i was going to do like a part two with a, an adventure and some things like that in it well i'm going to do my best to, to you know i'm going to do my part to get it out there and other folks that are playing troika you check this out you want more awesome third-party content for troika be sure and share super call and let other people know about it cool um so have you been following along with zine quest at all or checking any of this stuff out oh See, it snuck up and it happened, and I was like, "Oh, there's a zine thing happening." You know, I happen to be making a zine right now, but I just kind of hunkered down and did my thing. I did put, I did go in on a couple of zines, just I, that I randomly saw on Twitter, and I was like, that, "That looks awesome," and I went ahead and backed it. But no, I did not follow. I don't know the whole scoop. There's tons of stuff I just don't know about. No, well, I hear oh, you. And it seems like uh, a lot of the folks that are constantly making zines, um, you know, maybe 
you know, what's February. It's just another month when you're, when you're doing it all the time. And so I, I, I can understand <laughs> how that would just kind of creep up on somebody if you're already, you know, working on it. See, I think a lot of people are, were kind of waiting and anticipating uh, February coming to, to release, you know, a lot of um, our first time uh, creators and stuff like that. I was just curious if you're looking mm -hmm. at it. I've been loving it. I've spent way too much money, but um, <laughs> I'm loving it nonetheless. So I'm going to um, dig into it after the fact and probably weep that I missed out on some cool things and try to pick some things up in the uh, aftermath. Yeah, the, <laughs> the one that I've been trying to push on people, you know, there's a lot of cool old school stuff, you know, that I knew I'd be back in. Um, some of that but i was really tr trying to look for just the off the wall stuff so i've been trying to sell people on this one it's been stuck at like 20 percent funded i don't know if it's going to make it but it's called the poodle fanciers club and it's all about you know like playing <laughs> board housewives trying to take over the the local dog show you know <laughs> Oh, nice. uh, so I, I, there's been a lot of just off the wall ideas that i never in a million years would have thought of so that's what i've been enjoying most about it but yeah, no, that that sounds like a who, and doesn't that speak to the whole idea of what role playing games are about? Like they're the potential, like they're just they're just little bombs of possibility. And to limit yourself, because I love D and D, you know, and I've played a ton of it, but to limit yourself just to that is, you know, it's not good. It's not good. There's so much stuff out there, you know. Not enough time to play it all, but definitely no. enough time to at least look at it, check it out. You don't have to play everything, but you can just look at it. Now, people ideas. ask uh, people ask what you would do if you if you you know lived to be five hundred or whatever. And I mean, I, I know exactly what I'd do. I'd travel and play as many games as I could. That's, that's basically <laughs> it. Um, and, and you know, and zines are such a great format um, for for these different kind of ideas because it might be something you don't have a you know. 280 plus page book idea but but put them in a, in a zine it's the perfect format for mini games or just off the wall ideas or really personal things like that absolutely i did back space goblins yeah <laughs> yeah that, looks, yeah, really that cool. looks cool that's hard to resist <laughs> you don't even have to look at it really you just hear space goblins and you're kind of tempted to get the wallet out you know <laughs> absolutely the artwork the artwork looked uh awesome so <laughs> I was oh, it's high, high praise coming from you high praise well uh i always end the interviews with the questions three are you, are you ready for these sure fire okay question number one what makes zines so magical because there are no rules so whatever's on your mind it's just a place for you to do stuff and you're not required to do it well you just do it and that's that's to me that's what zines have always been uh kind of like a receptacle for ideas that are allowed to be crude to suck and potentially be awesome well stated uh question number two what is something you've learned making zines that you wish you'd known when you started Mm. Uh, to to allow them to suck, I think that's that's a big learning. I think, yeah, you know, you know, I and mean, it's not like I'm a perfectionist or anything. I'm not, 
but I wish early on I had learned to just relax and just do it and not think about it so much. Oh, that's well said. Um, you know, that's, uh, you got deep on me there, James. <laughs> that's good. Sorry. Stuff. No, I mean, if you, if you're constantly trying to like, uh, for me, when I was playing music a lot, we were, we, we would kind of work things to death, you know, in the studio and just obsess about it. When, when, it gets you nowhere, you know, ultimately. Yeah. And some of the best stuff, you know, I always think about like early Rolling Stones and stuff. Some of the best stuff has a little sloppiness to it and it just doesn't matter. Um, oh, yeah. It makes it delicious. Do you have anything recorded, by the way? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got a bunch of stuff. A bunch of stuff. Going oh, cool. Here, so. Send um, me a link or something. I'm I might. I might. I might. So let, let you hear some of it. <laughs> cool. Cool. Um, all right. Question three. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite zine? Oh my God. Favorite zine. Um, let's see. <laughs> it's a stumper. Yeah. It, it, you know, a lot of people just offer up some that they like, you know, I know, yeah. I know it's probably, I, I have, no, that's fine. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm going to do. Like, what am I, what kind of zine am I thinking of at the moment? Yeah, that's, that's kind of on my mind. There was that uh, Threaten Ink. Uh, who did that? Threaten Ink. Uh, where'd it go? I don't know if I've seen that one. Uh, Jethrobot. Oh. Yeah, Threaten Ink. Check that out. It's, it's super cool. Um, of course, you've got... Uh, oh, Metal Gods... Don't know. What is it? Uh, Urhadad? Is it Metal Gods of Urhadad? Oh, yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Yeah, now that's incredible. That, that was... Yeah, that's fantastic. Crawl is always always a good one. Do you play a um, lot of DCC? Yeah. yeah, I played a ton of DCC. That's kind of when I got back in, got, got into the OSR. Well, you mentioned it. that, but it seems like a lot of your 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 um, black pudding stuff is kind of around that that BX flavor. So I, I didn't know what your kind of game of choice was mm -hmm. as far as D and D went. I played a ton of DCC, and I but I and I. I chose not to create much content for it for really a kind of a dumb reason. The spell tables are just too big. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Give me a spell that's one sentence and I'm, I'm there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I can see that, you know, sometimes the path, you know, the path of least resistance is like, eh, well, <laughs> am I going to do a whole page on a spell or a quick couple of lines? So I go with the BX on this one. So I get it. Exactly. But it's a great, fun game to play. That's and sure. there are tons of great zines for it. I, you know, there are just so many great ones. Uh, we're just a really creative yeah. community. Um, I always look forward to that Gong Farmer's Almanac every year. That's just, uh, it's like getting like a massive oh, yeah. source book every, every year. Um, um, <laughs> there's not a lot of, you know, they're, they're probably one of the most active kind of communities around a game that, that there is. Uh, True. Absolutely. And they have been for so long now, since 2012, since it started. It just kind of exploded. And, you know, the podcast and and uh, the tons and tons of awesome adventures. Yeah, I, and I think part of it's all that great art, you know. Every page is filled with <laughs> art. It's a, You can't find a book, that, you know, another book like that. No. Yeah, and I did get to do some covers for their uh, convention games. So uh, that felt good. 
doing that. Nice. I never got to do anything for their, you know, printed published books, but um, for the convention games, I did some covers and some maps and some things like that. So that was that was nice. Felt good. Yeah. While we're on the subject of this, and Zine, I backed uh, a Zine Quest Zine for DCC One of Us, where it's all about, you know, like carnies and dust bowl america like a weird dcc setting um, yeah so okay. i'm looking forward to that one yeah that sounds awesome wasn't well, there an hbo show about that topic yeah at carnival it mentions that as an influence along with the old uh something wicked this way comes movie okay. remember that from yeah. the 80s mm-hmm. yep 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 sounds cool well, um, you know, again, uh, for listeners out there, I'm going to have links up for y'all to explore with, uh, you know, links to check out James's stuff over on drive through and their excellent Doomslakers blog and, uh, go through and look at some of this stuff. You know, I can't recommend enough checking out some of the character sheet packs James has up on drive through. These things are amazing. I've got an image of the, again, the one with the, uh, the, the classic demon idol from the one E. <laughs> Uh, player's right. handbook and and uh, so creative were those like just kind of a, like a last question how mm-hmm. did were those just stuff that you were doing in your home games and then decided to put them up or or were you already just kind of making your own character sheets like that and then just had the idea to put them up for sale or how did how did you start doing yeah. that uh well when i first started playing D D that's how I made my characters. Like I would make like every character I made, I would have a sheet like that. I would just draw the character sheet and I hadn't done it in so many years. And so when I got into the OSR, it was just such a creative space and I was just doodling and I was like, yeah, it'd be cool just to doodle out a character sheet again. So I did that. Then I did a class and I was like, yeah, this is fun. And people seemed to like it. So I just kept doing it. Well, they're amazing. They're the kind of sheets where, you know, you show up to a table with one of those sheets and everybody's like, whoa, now where do I get one? You know, so those are fantastic. So, but uh, so if listeners, you're wondering where you can get some, follow these links over here on, on the Thought Eater blog and check out all of James's stuff. And James, I'm just so thrilled for you to take time out to come mm-hmm. on here and, and talk with me about this stuff. So thank you so much. Hey, thanks for having me. It was a blast. All right, so I'm so thrilled that James stopped by, joined the club, and I've got a ton of links up, as I mentioned. Um, the Doomslakers blog that James does, as well as all of James's stuff on drive-thru, where you can get all these issues of Black Pudding, the character sheet packs, the new Super Kala um, project for Troika. Um, and then I've got uh, some stuff at James's zine picks. Now, Threat and Ink, uh, now that I'm looking at the images... I think I actually have one of these, but I remember them from kind of, you know, around the Google Plus days. But in going to the Jeth Robot site and following where these were supposed to be on sale, I cannot find these for sale anywhere. These might just be, you know, you had to have grabbed them or you missed them. But I've still got a link up to where you can check out what these look like. And if anyone knows uh, where you can buy them, let me know and I'll uh, I'll fix the links. Um, but anyway, then uh, Metal Gods of Urha died. I've got uh, links up to check those out at drive through And then, of course, Crawl. Uh, was it the first DC zine? It may have been. Um, uh, but Crawl, I've got uh, links up where you can check that out. So anyway. Now, finally, the free zine of the week. The ever-popular free zine of the week. What is the free zine of the week for this week? I'm going with And Magazine. Now, 
great zine, not so great name. Uh, and magazine, it was sort of trying to be named after like the ampersand and Dungeons and Dragons. But <clears throat> from uh, 2014 to 2018, they did 14 issues. Uh, also included a, a mega dungeon, Castle Triskelion, that they were working on. And I've got a, a link over to the site that's still up, and-mag.com. Now, I would get over and download this stuff if you haven't already, because who knows how long the site will stay up. But anyway, 14 free issues of And Magazine. This was uh, kind of explicitly for AD&D, but you, know, you could use it with anything. Quite good, quite good. And there's also, if you look under the Downloads tab over there, there are some supplements and additional adventures that they released as well that was all for free. So... Uh, that's the free zine of the week and magazine, kind of a, a lost zine that had a good run and put out a lot of really nice stuff. All right. So that is the show for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed putting it together for you. Uh, thanks to so many amazing bloggers that are doing such a great job, uh, not only highlighting new zines, but following along with zine quest and everything else. I really want to thank Josh Beckelheimer from JB publishing for calling in and, um, and then a special thanks to James V West. Uh, of Black Pudding for, for stopping by. Uh, really enjoyed talking with them, someone whose work I've really enjoyed and admired for a long time. And uh, one of the great things about this show is having a chance to talk with a really talented creator. So I really enjoyed that. Um, so I didn't drop a five-minute Friday last week. I, I started to work on something, but it was it was kind of a weird couple of days, and I didn't have time. So I should be back to that next week but uh, so the previous thing you could have listened to would have been hump day blogorama there's a ton of great stuff on there if you haven't checked it out and go back and that's the next you'll hear from me uh coming around again will be hump day blogorama on wednesday but in the meantime i hope you've had a great weekend or are still having a great weekend uh filled with lots of gaming getting to spend time with your families and everything else remember uh you can join the club and make this show better if you have any zine related news if you want me to take a look at anything if you want to send me something for a review um, if you'd like to be considered for an interview show, anything zine-related, uh, I can't catch everything. So please let me know. You can message me on the Anchor app. You can go to anchor.fm forward slash thought eater. Click that message button, and you can be a part of the show. I'll put you on the show. I'd love to do it. So You can also email me, froth, S-O-F, frothsoff at gmail.com. There's also a contact form on my blog if you're looking at the uh, kind of desktop view. Um, would you like to support the program? I hope the answer is yes. The easy way to do it is just to share the program, you know, let people know about it, put me on your blog roll. Those are qu quick and easy free ways that you can support the program. You also, if you want to sponsor the program for a limited time or long term, you can contact me one of the ways I mentioned. And then you can also join my Patreon. Now, it's only one tier, $1 a month. So it's just a dollar in the tip jar to support what I'm doing. That's patreon.com forward slash thought eater. And I'm very, very thankful as always to the folks that are supporting me over there. Uh, I really appreciate you. I think that is all I've got. I can't think of anything else. And that's usually, that usually means it wasn't important if there was something I've forgotten. So anyway, I will talk to you soon. Have a great rest of the weekend. Logan, drop that beat. <laughs>